Hello, everyone in podcast land. I'm David. And I'm Jono. And this is the podcast where I swing from the rafters and I also move through dimensions and kiss myself. It's the Let's Wing It podcast. <laughs> it's not dimensions. It's time. <laughs> I mean, there's different dimensions because there's all the different Lokis. Oh, there was that. Oh, you're talking about that. I thought we're talking about Back to the Future because that's what we're talking about, too. We are also talking about that. Well, he didn't kiss, kiss himself. He kissed his mom. Hey, well, we, got, we, we got a show for you. <laughs> we got a treat for you. We're going to be talking about my impression. Well, no, my. I'm going to give you my full review of Spider-Man 2. I beat that shit in two days. Uh, we're going to be giving you Jono's impression of the first uh, little bit of Loki season two, mm-hmm. uh, as well as ex- his experience watching Equalizer three, the Back to the Future musical, which actually I'm kind of very curious hey. to hear about. Uh, and, you know, kind of reviewing our review of Mission Impossible seven re reviewing yeah. just just a couple notes on that, because I watched it again with my dad and I was like, hmm. I have some thoughts now. <laughs> I have additional <laughs> recap thoughts because that movie is being delayed. The sequel or this part two is delayed until 2025, I believe. Okay. So I don't feel like I'm eager. I really liked it, but I'm not like dying to see the part two. It's not like into the spider verse or across the spider verse. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> show me well, the good. next one. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Spoiler alert. Ethan Hunt is going to kill the, the uh the end of the like it it's gonna happen but it should be a kind of a fantastic way because it'd be cool yeah i don't think um, uh they're gonna pull a no time to die uh and and end oh. the mission impossible franchise with you Tom just Cruise. you just said that and i'm like man i want to watch that movie again because that was sick it had <laughs> some absolutely phenomenal parts just like i have some absolutely phenomenal skills in segueing to our sponsor beacon mike the number one reason a listener or viewer will turn off a new podcast or video is because of bad audio. That's why this podcast is powered by Beacon Mic. All the features you need are built right into the mic, which makes connecting easy via the best connection standard, USB-C. Woo, one cable. You have a really good mic, USB-C connects to the computer, and it just makes it super easy. Just like this new segue gives you the best broadcast quality audio without a steep learning curve and saves you a ton of money from having to buy a bunch of extra gear. Mm. So and that being said, even though I have all the software to make it sound really good, it sounds great right out of the box because I have not touched a thing because <laughs> I've just I don't know curves, but you can do it and it's super easy. Hell yeah. So. The one big thing is that it is PC primarily, but there is going to be a Mac OS version, which that's what I used to run. So check it out soon. At least email support at beacon.com if you really want it, because they'll probably give you the beta version. So, but anyways, if you want one of these mics or all the little cool doodads to sell, uh, use the code wing in the checkout and get $20 off or just use the, you know, our link in the video description or anywhere in the Spotify broadcast is beacon.com slash discount slash win because super easy looks great we got the black ones uh, yep. there was a white one i do actually have a white one as well but uh, yeah oh so <laughs> how many do you have i have everyone <laughs> actually wait to be honest i did get a second one and jillian has it when she does her meeting so <gasps> yeah but anyways thanks uh thanks beacon. thanks beacon yeah but anyways here's here's the question i have for you right so you know you're you're familiar with the Star Trek universe. Yes. You know, everything's really clean. Everything's really awesome. Asterix on that. <laughs> uh, so, but let's just say 
we in this era right now in the real world discovered, you know, travel in space mm-hmm. relatively easily. So it's like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. going to the moon is like going, uh, they're taking a flight. You know, yep. that's, that's what it is. Or you can go anywhere. You can go to Mercury, to the sun. It's just that easy. Four or five hours, boom, you're there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think we would just totally abandon our efforts for recycling if that happened? No, because, you know, not only is it impractical to ship uh, all our garbage into space, I think it's irresponsible. And I think that part of the market of recycling and, you know, green energy isn't necessarily always logical, but it's the sense that people are participating in something good. And I think that's part of the the narrative that people buy is... Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm I'm helping. It's the same with EVs. I think EVs yeah. do help and they're a part of, you know, a multi-faceted solution to combating uh climate change and we need yeah. to fucking fight climate change. That's not that's not a, a up for debate. We need to yeah. fight climate change. But I think that part of the narrative is this this idea that you are doing a good thing. You are are totally a hero. You're a good person. And so I think that that market would not go away um, even if we had the ability to offshore our garbage. And I think that yeah. people would still participate. That's, that's that's what I'm hinting at, right? It's like, mm. you know, if would you like if you could easily go to the sun and just toss your garbage in there, right? Would you? Because you can also get new materials from other planets, the moon, whatever planets there are, they harvest it like mass effect, just like shoot yeah. a little beacon, get like all the iron or cobalt or whatever i feel like there'll be like such a weird kind of separation because i was thinking about this when i was recycling because i i do agree 100 percent that i would like i recycle as much as possible especially Hmm. in jersey because it's not really promoted that much okay which is kind of lame because um back in vancouver you would get recycling garbage and compost there's no compost here which is that, kind of a bummer. There's a lot of places there's no compost yet, which is yeah. a bummer. But I would always, for us, we would always have like half a bag of garbage and it would be like the recycling bin is what's screwed yeah, up. Us too. Yeah. So, but I'm just thinking it's like, you know, if we could get all that stuff, like just single use plastics, like the amount of people who complain about no single use plastic bags is crazy. Just get so, over it. Just fucking bring a bring a bag with you. It's not that fucking hard. Yeah, I went to like <laughs> uh, the local grocery store here. Yep, and I saw you not three people in the line find out that there was no plastic, plastic bags in front of me, mm-hmm. and it just kind of like it was a chain effect. Like because I was in the line what? of four, what? it was like boom, boom, boom. And this, I'm like, I'm like, am I the only like knowledgeable person to go? I have three reusable bags. Yeah. And I actually offered one to the old, old little lady. Yeah, I'm like, that's nice do, you, do you want this? Cause you know, you get them so easily. Um, and they're like only like 25 cents. Yeah. And I mean, it's not a perfect solution cause I know that oh, yeah. producing the reusable bags, especially the certain kind cannot yeah. can be damaging in its own way to the environment. But mm. I think that the idea that people are like, what the fuck? Like, I can't believe I have to bring my own bags. Yeah. It's like, it takes like two trips. You'll forget twice. And on that third yeah. trip, you'll remember. And it's not yeah. that fucking hard. Just 
get over it. <laughs> like I but, don't care. Yeah. I don't care anymore about these people. But yeah. But just back to the original point, I have a feeling that people will still do it, but it won't be at the same level because just sure. people will just be like, oh, I mean, I don't, I'm not just sure about oil, but they can find minerals and things and everything just to do it. And there's literally, there'll be, unfortunately, planets just filled with garbage because people will always want to find the cheapest and fastest solution to their problems, even though it has bad repercussions in the future. Well, and I think people are unable to see past themselves. So unless they feel the threat of their consequences upon yeah. their doorstep, they don't really change. And I think like you can see that by how mm. much of, you know, how how crappy even North America is at, at recycling, yeah. because we have, you know, lots of garbage here, but a lot of our garbage that's like you know, thrown into the ocean doesn't stay here. It goes elsewhere. And so it's not our yeah. problem anymore. We don't have to worry about it anymore. We're doing our part. Yeah. And so I think like you're right. People would probably, you know, be like, oh, well, planet Earth is clean. We're not worrying about you know our garbage here. Yeah, um, they don't. That, that's why I was just a tra- I was just wanted to have that conversation because going back to the, the Star Trek part. Because they had replicator technology, everything's really clean. You don't really see garbage at all. It just kind of like the. I think it's because they, yeah, they they got rid of single use plastics, and I know that that's something that <laughs> is mostly on the agenda for the planet Earth, where yeah. we could we could stop doing it. But there's a whole you know lobby that exists to defend plastics. Like there's a plastics lobby that's like uh, gonna fight tooth and nail for every every step we take to reclaiming yeah. our independence from plastic and that's yeah. that fucking sucks because <laughs> like big big oil <laughs> yeah no exactly it's it's all oil it's all petroleum product uh and i it's a shame because i know uh even in vancouver there's like three or four stores that are you know soap cleaning products uh other things but they don't sell packaging like it's all you just have to bring oh your, yeah, your yeah, yeah bottles or or things and you can buy these products from them and food from them, but yeah. there you have to just bring reusable containers. And so you get used to that. And that's what it should be. I don't need to fucking buy a new spray bottle every time I'm getting glass cleaner. Like, I don't need a Actually, new... <laughs> the one thing is that my soap dispensers I bought, um, they were cheap and they already broke. <laughs> I'm like, I'm literally, I'm like in the bathroom going i'm like what the hell i'm like and i just kept doing it i'm like i better stop because one thing it sounds really weird and it, it's really loud and i'm feeling that if i did it in the longer journey like are you just jerking off in the bathroom <laughs> no <laughs> no yeah. you're to get so trying to get a different kind of goo you out. walk in and like explodes all over you and you're like i swear it's not what it looks like <gasps> it is no. it is white too so that's yeah exactly thing. but yeah um, even the idea of you know Things that don't last. We have this planned yeah. obsolescence. We know we recognize that in tech, but like you said, the shitty soap dispenser, yeah. you know, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, it would have had to been made to last or be replaceable or repairable. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a shame that we're so used to the convenience of things that are designed to break uh, that it would be hard to wean ourselves off of it. But we create yeah. so much fucking garbage that we don't need. <laughs> yeah, so much- Timu. Yeah, fuck you, Timu and Wish and... <laughs> Yeah, I say Anyways. that. But I, I, Jillian just bought something from Timu. And really, Timu I've never. I don't think day. I've. I've never bought anything from Wish or Timu. But I uh, have not. But it, it's the bad companies. But anyways, that's my question. Spider Man Two. <laughs> but actually, well, viewers, listeners, whatever. If you have your take on it, feel free. 
Yeah, right? Yeah, two yeah. paragraphs. I actually read all of your comments. I don't and know. They're how actually read. pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah Spider Man yeah. 2. Spider Man 2. Yep. Okay. If you guys are not up to date, uh, Insomniac released the sequel to the hit 2018 uh, Spider Man uh, for the PS4. I think it's called Marvel's Spider Man. The Spider Man? Who knows? Uh, there yeah. was the DLC, the Miles Morales in 2020, that was kind of a launch game for the PS5. But this is like the first real sequel. Uh, and my uh review is uh it's like 30 hours and i beat it in two days i could not stop playing it was so fucking <laughs> awesome i uh i started playing uh and i didn't stop i went through the night and i just like went to work the next day and came home and i kept playing uh they so if you've played the previous is this ones why you didn't answer any of my text messages <laughs> probably <laughs> that was why like one period i'm like hello <laughs> I'm uh, like, right. probably uh but the so the game is very similar in terms of what it does on the surface to the previous two games. Um, you know, you're swinging around New York, you have missions, you have side quests that you're kind of collecting stuff, but also these little stories that you're doing Spider-Man stuff. Um, I preferred the Miles Morales game to the 2018 one. I, I thought Miles Morales was much tighter and they kind of got rid of some of the open world shit that bored me. Um, mm. And this game, I think, strikes the perfect balance. It's it's. Mm-hmm. To its fault, slightly short. 30 hours for like a big open world game now feels kind of sh- short, but no. there was no period when I was playing that I was like, I guess I'm just going to like put on an episode of TV and like go yeah. collect all the backpacks or like go take all the photos. So, so they did not do the Ubisoft method of just yeah. trying to extend the gameplay. Yeah. So they, they, there is lots of stuff to do. I mean, like 30 hours is still like, a decent amount of a game. Like you compare that to, you know, an uncharted game or a, mm-hmm. a resident evil four, but uh, compared to, you know, Starfield or cyberpunk or whatever, it's a lot less. Yeah. But what I found was I was so invested into everything I was doing. The swinging is hugely improved. If you haven't seen uh, well, the biggest upgrade other than like a lot of little refinements is you have mm-hmm. web wing net, wings now, so you can glide Oh, um, I mean, that was part of his original Spider-Man power, I believe. Not in the original game, no. No, not in the original oh, game. Like, I original just Spider-Man yeah, in sure. general. Um, that wouldn't surprise me. But uh, in the games, it's it's a new thing. And so you, they've, like, doubled the size of New York, which scared me at first. Because I was like, oh, I don't want to, like, just oh, no, swing they, across New York. Yeah, because it used to be just Manhattan. Yeah. And now, yeah, now there's Brooklyn and Queens. Brooklyn Queens. So that's effectively... I, I would actually say it's like three times big because Brooklyn and Queens are like, I mean, me being here, I kind of now know the, the scale of New York now. Fair. And Mid, Midtown is really big, but it's more vertical. But Brooklyn and Queens is more spread out, which is makes sense because yep. everyone lived in Brooklyn and Queens and they worked in Manhattan. Oh, yep. yeah. And what's nice too about having this wider space and the ability to glide is they don't have to pack everything as densely. Like the the previous map, which was shared between 2018 and Miles Morales, mm-hmm. everything you had to be able to swing off everything, and you there was there could be no places where you couldn't swing. And even mm-hmm. when you get to the edge, both by the water, it was really frustrating because sometimes you would just like fall into the water because there's nothing to swing from. <laughs> but now. There's like this, the momentum never stops. Like if you don't want to, you can just like rip around. And even like if you if you fuck up and you get close to the water, instead of falling to the water and then needing to jump and zip and launch, you just press X and like you start sliding on the water and then you launch off it. And oh, so that sounds so sick. The traversal is improved. And I didn't know I didn't think they would be able to do it, but it's quite improved. And it's 
thrilling just ripping around the city. It looks yeah. so good on PS5. There's ray tracing on every performance level. I played at the 40 hertz mode with so like that's fidelity but unlocked or whatever. Yeah. Um it looks awesome. The character models look good, especially in suits. I find faces Insomniac hasn't quite nailed faces. They're like really good in screenshots, but the way they move isn't quite right. But mm -hmm. the story is awesome. It's definitely the best story of the three the three games. Yeah. Um, it's about, you know, Harry and Peter and Mary Jane and stuff. And they just Eddie Brock's in it too, right? No. Is that? Nope. Wait, who? Nope. Well, you'll have to play the game to find out who's the Venom. I can do mild spoilers. We're going to do, I'll do mild spoilers for Spider-Man 2 yeah. starting now. Wait, but, actually, wait, 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 wait here, the one thing, I, I don't mind spoilers because I'm, I'm still going to play it. Yeah. I don't care. Um, I, I heard from the developer <laughs> is that because Mary Jane's in it. I mean, this is part of spoilers, um, but she's playable. Uh, but mm -hmm. it feels she feels super overpowered because she's doing the stealth missions. But the developer, he's like, "Yeah, we heard the feedback, but I don't give a shit." <laughs> like that's like it's like I it's was a fun. little bit worried because you're right. There is Mary Jane missions where you're just walking around, and there's like missions as other Spider Man where you just you're out of your costume and you're just walking around. Mm -hmm. But the Mary Jane stuff is so much better than the first game. The first game was so fucking annoying every time you were stuck as Mary yeah. Jane because it was like basically you had like a line you could go on and you just had to wait for the, your like path to clear down that line. And maybe yeah. you know that line splits into two at one point, but it was so fucking, it was so linear and like it was, you know, dragging you through by the scruff of the neck. It was not fun, but yeah. this there's less time spent as margin, or at least it felt like it. And it felt like an actually developed game mode. Um, mm. And so you're given options. You're kind of given like, it's still fairly linear. Like, you know, it's like a little hub that you're kind of going around killing people or knocking people out in. Yeah. But it felt like I had agency as a player to take it how I wanted. And it was well balanced where it was challenging that to like hide and be like, oh shit, they can see me. But then at the right <laughs> moments, I was like, all right, I can get that guy. Oh, perfect. Oh, that guy doesn't see me. Okay. Yeah, I can go get that guy. Okay, nice. cool. So I had yeah. a good time as Mary Jane this time, whereas in the first game, that was by far the weakest part. Yeah. Um, so that was good. You get to play as both Spider-Man in this one. You get to play as Miles and Peter. Um, mm -hmm. I like Miles' power set better. Um, so in the Miles Miles game, he gets his Venom powers, which is his electricity powers. Uh, mm -hmm. And to kind of balance that out, Peter has kind of like these tech abilities. He has the legs in this one that come out and you know do attacks. Oh, he's he has the Iron Spider suit. Yeah, oh. but it's not really much in terms of story or anything. It's just for early game to him to balance have balance with miles mm -hmm. um because if you've seen so now we're going to go into like mild mild spoilers i'm not going to do anything real yeah um if you've seen any of the promotional materials or if you've seen you know the ps5 that the, yeah. the game came out the game uh venom is in it <laughs> oh um, no, way. no way uh and in the first minute of the game uh you know who that harry osborne is going to be venom um really yeah. Harry? yeah so That's the first weird. scene of the game is him and his dad because he's in the first game he's there and he does yeah. like the science bases or whatever and he's like we yeah. want to make the world a better place but he's sick and he went to europe for like experimental treatment but at the beginning of this game you see him and his dad and his dad's like like hey like are you ready for this son or whatever and he's like yeah i'm ready and then he's in the tank with the symbiote basically uh... like for two years getting treatment or whatever 
That's actually um, really cool. Like, I mean, you know, spoilers for the viewers, uh, the Osborns are literally the goblins, so hobgoblins mm-hmm. and the green goblin. But this one it seems like he, you know, Osborn, uh, the older one, the dad, can still be the green goblin. But it seems like now they're taking a step further. That's making it kind of like, I'm trying to save my son and he has to have the symbiote. And now it's a drug. <laughs> yeah. So Norman Osborn was a prominent part of the first oh, one, yeah. but he was not a supervillain. He was just kind of mayor of New York and he was a piece of shit. And he had stepped over a bunch of people that were hated him. And like the villain of the game um, was that was someone that Norman Osborn had burnt. Uh, and so he had a vendetta against him. Mm. Uh, and even like, you know, there's Doc Ock in the first game uh, yeah. and it's the same thing. Norman Osborn burns him. And so he goes after Norman Osborn, uh, but he's not Green Goblin in the first one. And my spoilers, he's not the Green Goblin in this one either. He's kind of that's just not his role in this. He's just a dude. <laughs> At least not yet. Maybe in a future game. But so Harry is, you know, got the symbiote. And so you play some missions and like Harry will show up in his his version of the symbiote suit and he helps you fight and stuff. Um, you're like, oh, this is sick. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, if, you, if you know Spider-Man at all, uh, yeah. the symbiote will go to Spider-Man at some point. And, I mean, that's in the tra- <laughs> that's in the the gameplay demos too. So you get you get a new power set um, that you can play. You can alternate or choose whatever you want between the mechanical or the Iron Spider and Spider abilities and the Venom stuff. But the Venom stuff's way cooler. Um, and so the combat is much better. They've kind of changed the way the skill trees work. Um, I found I was less invested in the tech upgrades and the skill, but the gadgets that you get, I think are more fun than at least mm-hmm. the first game. Um, they, it felt like they took a little bit of a step back on the stealth, uh, in Miles Morales. I often found myself in the big arenas, um, really invested yeah. in taking out one dude at a time, making sure that I like got as many people out of the way as possible. But in this one, you know, I would take out like three, four dudes and I'm like, Nah, fuck it. And I would just swing down and start fighting people. Yeah. And I think the combat is more fun and it's more snappy, but I think that speaks ill to the stealth of the game. Yeah. But um the whole as a conclusion, this game is fucking awesome. If you liked any of the Spider-Man yeah. games, it's it's markedly better. It's it's tight. Uh it's very much quality over quantity, which I'm a huge fan of. I don't like open world games when it feels like they're just like pumping up the hour count. To make you yeah. feel like you got your money's worth. I'll admit, I already said in this podcast, I did feel a little bit sad at the end of it that it was over. And I mm-hmm. I immediately went back into it and I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, I can't wait to play more. And I'm going to wait because they're doing a new game plus mode. And they said they're doing that before the end of the year. Uh, so I'll do that. I'm one. I think I'm one trophy away from the platinum. You almost um, platinum. Yeah. I mean, in the 30 hours I played, it's it's a pretty easy uh. platinum. Yeah, uh, like they're the only the two things that I had to work on were one is uh, activating your venom powers when you do your venom surge at uh, 25 times or whatever. And I thought that you didn't need to do that. I, I misunderstood. So yeah. I just did it zero times or I did it like less than 10. And yeah. then one was using a specific stealth ability that I just didn't feel like using. Yeah, Um. but it's it's uh, it's if they did it, it's not like mm-hmm. it's didn't surpass my expectations overall i'd say it met them maybe slightly exceeded them like the traversal is better than i expected the story is pretty much what i expected the combat and stealth improvements were like just under what i had hoped for Mm -hmm. but overall it's definitely i'm very fucking happy like it's like a solid 8.8 8.9 
Probably um, nine. I I probably would say it's probably nine. Like yeah. I mean, here's a, here's the big thing: is sequels. I mean, I guess they kind of had a little bit of practice with Miles Morales because that was kind of that was like Spider Man one point two, one point five ish. Um, which I still need to finish. <laughs> God damn it! I got to finish all these games. Um, Alan Wake two. I mean, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's the big thing: is that like you know, as long as it met your expectations, that's probably a big win. A hundred percent. Yeah, because like you know, the sequels have always like the hardest thing is to meet the expectations. Like even like um, you know, the sequel to the Spider Verse, I thought that was good, but you just would never beat the first one. And the surprise, it, that's yeah. that. Yeah, it just it'll be super hard. The third one, it will probably beat the first one because has all the characters from the first one. Yeah, um, but yeah, like I I think that's a, that's really good to hear. It's like mm-hmm. admit your expectations. I have I. I think I'm in the same kind of boat with you is that I also hate open world games when it doesn't make sense. So that's why I refuse to play any Ubisoft games yeah, again. Ubisoft. Yeah. Like the only reason why I played the fifth one, the latest one, because I was like, Oh, this is kind of cool. It looks really neat. It had a wiener dog with rockets. I was like, Oh, that's like, that, that, that looks kind of fun. And Wait, then when you get out- Far Cry five, Far, the late the latest Far Cry that oh yeah, uh, yeah. six I think is the the Cuba or the uh, yeah the Latin one the Venezuelan yeah. one is whatever it Venezuelan? I can't remember yeah. I think they it's made like, up a country yeah they did they the Ubisoft non political political shit it's 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 Venezuela get, get that's that's sure. what it is uh <laughs> so I think after I got out of the island I'm like oh I'm just bored I just don't want to play this it yeah. just it looked like too much of like a slog fest I'm yep. like this sucks yeah but, it's oh, oh go ahead. Ahead. oh or yeah yep. Yeah. <laughs> With open world stuff, I find it's a fine balance of giving you enough stuff and reasons to run around and then yeah. not overwhelm you where you're like, I could never do this. Ubisoft doesn't hasn't struck that balance for a long time for me. What I liked about this is that there's a like a nice amount of stuff that, you know, when you get to the story point, it'll just like show you eight icons on your map and you can rip around, do that. Yeah. But there's also some stuff that you kind of just discover by swinging. Um, mm. Like there's a category of item that's just spider bots. It's kind of the replacement for the backpacks in the first game. Yeah. Um, and you ba- you you don't get them on your minimap ever. It's just when you're swinging, you'll see like a purple pulse go through the sky, and it's just like, uh, oh. and then you know like okay, there's a there's a spider bot. Uh, and once you've got once you've seen a pulse, then it'll be on your minimap, so that if you don't feel like finding it right now, you can come back to it. But it mm. encourages you just to explore and zip around and fly and find stuff and i found that i did that like i didn't fast travel in the game at all i only at once i'd beaten the game and i was like i'm gonna clean up a couple little side things that i hadn't done i was like i'm just gonna like go directly to that but the entire game i was just like this is so fun just zipping around yeah i don't think i ever really fast traveled in the first one on miles morales but yeah, that's good to hear. You know, one thing I would want to hit because you said that though isn't the stealth thing was a little bit weaker. That's the one thing because this game emulated a not a lot, but a decent amount. If Arkham Arkham Asylum never came out, this game would have never came out. No, it's so my, clear. It, the combat is slightly different, but even this no. one. So yeah, con- the Batman. Its big thing was you know there's the dodge, but you're primarily parrying stuff, and that's like yeah. the big. And Spider-Man one didn't have a parry; it had a dodge. But this one yeah. has a parry, and it has its dodge. Ooh. And so it's it's like Batman, where you know, as you get later into the game, some enemies will force you to dodge, some enemies will force you to parry, some will force you to like zip out of there like directly because if you're anywhere close, you're fucked. Yeah. Uh, and so there's, 
I thought overall the combat was better, but yeah, the stealth I thought yeah was less engaging. And there was times well, where yeah. like you are you'll okay, so you do all like the small missions that unlock, you know, like the final base that you have to go and assault for this side mission quest. Yeah. Um, and you'd go there and there'd be like 70 dudes and I'm like I'm not going to fucking clear 70 dudes. Okay, I'm going to like <laughs> literally drop in the middle of this, come at me. And I it worked because I could role play and be I would be symbiote spider and like that's what symbiote spider would do he'd be like you think i'm gonna be quiet no i'm gonna fucking kill all of you uh, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. it worked um but i felt a little bit sad that a stealth aspect that had worked in a in one franchise no longer was connecting with me yeah anyways i mean that's so one thing i the one point i wanted to make was like the problem with arkham like the whole arkham series mm-hmm. is that stealth is a, such a big prim, prim, like you know component of the game like you know being like can you clear this whole area without being seen without getting seen but it's like it's kind of i always find it weird because like you see like the cool cutscenes. like man i still i still rave like the arkham cg like intros are so good so good um like make a movie (laughs) but well no longer not with those up without you can't do without those voice actors yeah sorry man uh what's his name yeah kevin conway but the the biggest problem I think fine with the Batman games is like you those like weird kind of balance because like you see all the cutscenes and you're like fighting all these guys, but in the gameplay it's like nope, try to be stealth man or you fucked up or you're not good enough. This one at least gives you the ability going. I would like to do stealth. I will do stealth, but I I don't like being forced to do stealth. And that was kind of like my biggest problem, even for a little bit with like the Uncharted series. Mm. I always felt like I kind of screwed up when I just started oh, interesting the crap out of people. But I mean, that's good. I, I think that's that's one thing I will play. I probably will just sides like not do stealth as much or at all with a Spider Man because I just want I just needed like burst through the game. Yeah, and I played it on the amazing difficulty, whatever the default mode is. So I think there's yeah. two under and two higher. Um, and it was it was pretty easy. Like I I probably when I play it again on Nubia Plus, I'll probably jump up maybe two difficulties. And mm. credit to Insomniac. Uh, at the beginning of the game, you get just the five options, but when you go into the menu after, uh, you can change the difficulty based on category. So you can be like, mm. I want my health to be, you know, easy to hard, or I want enemy health to be easy to hard. And I want stealth to be easy to hard. So you can kind of like cut, cut customize how you want to play. Like, mm. I like my Spider-Man to be really squishy. Like when I turn it on, when I'm going to play it again, I'm going to make it that like at the fewest amount of punches kills me because I want my Spider-Man to have to be perfect, you know? And that's. Realistic Spider-Man's like resilient, but he's not, you know, a tank. He can't take a bunch of punches, but I don't want to have to fucking punch some random dude 13 times to knock him out. That's not Spider-Man. Spider-Man punches you once you're fucking knocked out, dude. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, Unless everyone's a super villain, which is. Yeah. And like there's characters where that's not the case. And same with stealth. Like I probably will keep that on normal, maybe even make it easier. So I'm more incentivized Mm -hmm. to it, but I'm not sure. Um, but overall it's fucking, it's great. Uh, yeah. and I can't wait for them to do more and the Wolverine game, which will be very interesting. Um, Let's go. because this one, I think it's greatest strength is it's traversal in the open world. I think out of everything that it does, it's the sense you get of being Spider-Man, just ripping around New York is probably its greatest strength. And I think it's going to be like, that's not, that's not what Wolverine is. Wolverine's not a hyper, like rip around kind of dude like he doesn't fly he can jump high i guess but not like hulk high 
Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking it's, I'm imagining it's going to be more level based, but maybe not. Maybe he's going to rip around on his motorcycle, but I'm hoping that the combat is a little heavier. Uh, I hope there's gore. I hope I, I just, I, I need Insomniac to do a good job. Wait, is Wolverine going to look like Hugh Jackman? I doubt it. I'm thinking it'll be a video game specific one. I really hope so. I'm like, I just like Google it. I'm like, oh yeah, Wolverine. What's that look like? And the first image is like Hugh Jackman. I'm like, mm, no, 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 that'd be a it's, bad choice. Uh, the, so far, the only thing we know is that teaser trailer, and I like we didn't even see his face. I think we just saw his claws. Yeah. I have a feeling that that will be a lot of there'll be a lot of stealth in that because he'll probably be in the woods because he's in the he looks like he's in the back countries, which is that's that's how he is discovered as a yep. Wolverine. It's like he is in the in the countryside and hunting and all that stuff. So I feel like that's going to be more woods based game, which mm-hmm. makes sense, but he can climb trees. He can't swing, but he, he's going to be really agile. Like Wolverine, yeah. his mutant power is actually not his skeletons, not his claws. It's his ability to regenerate mm-hmm. and him being mobile, agile fighter and all that stuff is just natural skills, which is he's kind of like, when you think about Wolverine's kind of like, like I mean, I guess it's just, he's like portrayed that in the movies and games. He's just like a little like ball of like, he just comes at you, you're fucked. You're, yeah. you're just 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 a little up. ball of fury. And I mean, yeah. the comic <laughs> version is a short, short, stocky dude. The movie mm. one sort of changed our perspective. It's you know tall, tall Hugh Jackman. I um, mean, though, though, they were saying Daniel Radcliffe should be Wolverine, which I'm. I saw a short and I was like. Yeah, you know what? That would be sick. No, let's just watch. There's a short of, well, he does a film movie of him like ripping off all his clothes and he's in underwear. And you're like, damn, that guy's jacked. Like, you could be Wolverine. It kind of, he does have the look. <laughs> I could just see David. He's just like trying to like find it right now. I'm looking for it. I'm looking for yeah. it. Just like, I just don't think he has Daniel Radcliffe Wolverine. And I think. Yeah, there was like one image. Yeah, just go. I saw Daniel. the image. Yeah, he's jacked, and but like that, it's never an issue of could he get jacked. Like he's a multi-millionaire yeah. actor. Like he could, he could always get jacked. It's more short, that like he's short, stocky, and he kind of could have the look. Ah, uh, but I think people get. I I'm a big enemy, <laughs> enemy of casting based on looks. I think yeah. it's a nice bonus, but I'm way more interested in do you have the essence of wolverine and daniel radcliffe does not have the essence of the wolverine at least not like the wolverine that i read in the comics um he's gotta be so, he's gotta be so much more bitter uh and angry uh and daniel radcliffe he can act he yeah like, if if you told me that hey x-men 17 is coming out tomorrow and daniel radcliffe is is the wolverine yeah. i'd be like okay i'll check it out i'll see it i'll see it but he doesn't he doesn't have like the fury and the resentment of someone who's been ref- like who hasn't been allowed <laughs> to die for 200 years you know yeah okay uh, okay here how about this uh taron egerton nah really he's too that pretty. Was just, he's again I'm, like cl- maybe more <laughs> but like i i wanted to be someone i've never heard of before that's like literally covered in hair um bear so you want like a real canadian <laughs> yeah and i want them to like the first photo I've, of them I see, they have their unibrow still, and like <laughs> they got to be like kind of so, ugly. 
So, um, so he has to be like a Northern Ontarian. Yeah, just <laughs> like yeah, they gotta be like they gotta be like a wild animal. A um, wild animal. That's fair. And, so yeah. I mean, viewers, listeners, tweet just just tell tell us who you think should be yeah. the next Wolverine because that, that I'd be quite interested because. To me, I thought Dan Radcliffe could be good. I thought Taron Egerton would be good. But yeah, I mean, you know, suggest so I want to see if Dave would yeah. be like, yeah, I approve. <laughs> and like I'm not I'm not suggesting any solutions. I'm not helping anyone. So I, no, no, I agree. No. I want to hear I want to hear what people have to say. Yeah, obviously. Um, so but anyways, moving from that, yes. I would like to talk about a wonderful musical I saw. Sure. Back to the future. The musical. The musical. Which I, when I first, so it was Brandon Havard at work. He pitched me the movie, oh, the musical, because he saw it in the UK. And he's oh, like, okay. Jono. Because it's been running in the UK since like 2012, right? Yeah, it's been for a while. Yep. And he's like, Jono, you need to see Back to the Future. I'm like, really? Because I, honestly, it felt like a money grab. It's like how Disney's yeah, doing course. like The Lion King. Or like Shrek the musical. Yeah, so it, it felt very like, oh, they're just trying to get the money. Because here's the thing, too. This is what kind of surprised me. Well, it didn't really surprise me, but it still kind of hurts. Is that musicals are a lot of money. It's not like a movie ticket. It's not $10 mm -hmm. or $20. But if you find tickets on 10 or $20, it's like the worst seats you can ever get. You'll have like a um, post right in front of you, literally. like Something yeah. like that. Yeah. So like these tickets I got, we originally saw it was like $6. It was off to the side, but still mm. in the orchestra, which is orchestra means just like the main kind of floor. But I was like, I was told because it has 3D effects in it, be as center as you can. So I took a risk, which paid off perfectly, was it was up at the mezzanine, so the top layer, the balcony layer, all the way to the back. So it was wow. still $100 a ticket. I was hoping that there'd be like $80, but it was still $100 a ticket. Yeah. And the reason why we saw this too, because my dad was in town and my dad, I was like, we're going to be in New York. He needs to see a musical. Yeah. It's cool. But you know he's not going to go watch Wicked. He's not going to watch The Lion King. Book of Mormon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. Book of Mormon's still playing. Or it might be off Broadway now. Maybe. But um. Anyways. But yeah. So but my dad like loves like kind of like movies and everything. So I was like, you know what's a good one is Back to the Future. So we book tickets because he's just so familiar with them. He at least has watched Back to the Future like ten times. Wow. So I don't have to explain <laughs> anything. to Yeah. Him. And honest to God, it was awesome. Like Sick. it was so That's good. Awesome. Yeah. They did have to change a couple scenes. Like, uh, I, it's not really a spoiler. If yeah. you watch the movie, watch watch the movie, movie. I'm sure. Yeah. It's like, you know, when they're fighting in the malt shop and, you know, he gets on the skateboard, he gets pulled around the car and the manure yep. hits Biff. That never happens okay, in exactly. the movie. But it, what happens, he replaced that whole entire scene and put it in the school cafeteria. So yeah, sure. the manure gets replaced by with spaghetti. Okay, sure. Yeah. So it's kind of like weird and silly, but it's that. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. So everything I like, acting was great. Music was great. The effects were awesome. And it's just like everything felt like it was so well rehearsed. Nothing felt kind of like this garbobulated or it felt silly, but it didn't feel cringy. Yep. <coughs> so I would say 
It's worthwhile to watch. Pay $100 to get it, and everything's good. All the key moments in the movies are really well done. And the one thing you have to remember, um, I'm not too sure if you've ever seen an adaptation of same property from movie to kind of like live action musical, theater, or play, or a play. Is I've seen that, like Lion King and Beauty and the Beast. I haven't uh, seen those. I've seen those on ice, but I haven't seen those. On yeah, on ice is kind of lame. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna see Mean Girls, uh, the musical, in a few months because Zoe's in it. Really? It was a musical? Yeah, apparently it's really good too. Um, anyways, sorry, finish that. Yeah, anyways, I was like, what? I need to go see that. Um, so like, it's kind of like an interesting kind of like feel and tone to it because it's you know everything's happening in front of you. There's not it's not at 24 frames, so it feels really smooth. So I'm trying to think of this as like a movie perspective, but it's just like when you they hit all the right notes in the respect all the right properties mm-hmm. it just felt so cohesive yeah and the music was awesome the songs are so good i can't even like name all the songs but like everything just like it it just felt so good i know i'm saying that multiple times it's just that i'm just i'm thinking of like something negative to say about it i there's nothing really negative to say the one thing i will say which i think they tastefully did it right is that in the first movie, I remember it was actually Palestinian terrorists shot the doc. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like watching it. And I'm like, oh, what are they going to do? He just dies from radiation poisoning. That, that's all it is. Because his radiation suit was really bad. Okay. That's, sure. that's pretty much it. It definitely could not be Palestinian terrorists. That would not fly today. Um, I'm not going to say anything else. I not, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not going to yeah. say any more. <laughs> say less, just, Pam. Uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's, I think there's something special that ha- happens with art when it is done, you know, with people there. And I think hmm. it's great that movies exist and, you know, they, they're able to pull the essence out of theater, uh, and you know, the symphony and mm-hmm. visual arts and, you know, give us this like refined version of it that can ship out yeah. into everywhere in the world. Uh, and I love movies. I'm not trying to be like, oh, no, no movies. Movies are bad. Yeah. But there is something that is lost in translation. Uh, yeah. There's something about a play or a musical theater that is different. And there's like, you know, an element of you being there and seeing the yeah. magic happen right in front of you that makes it so special. Like, think of because there's no, there's no two take twos. It's <laughs> everything has to go on. Like, yeah. if someone messes up, you're going to see it. But then you just kind of have to live with it. Like, think of watching YouTube videos of Cirque du Soleil versus going to Cirque du Soleil. Like. I'm not yeah. gonna ever fucking watch a Cirque du Soleil YouTube video, but I will watch it behind the scenes of Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of sure, neat. sure, sure. But like watching but, someone do a trapeze trick on YouTube is like cool. Yeah, because yeah, it's just like they had like a lot of cool things. So the biggest the problem with actually, yeah, maybe here's one thing. Here's the one biggest problem with the whole show is that they'll never go on tour. They cannot go on it's tour. Too big of a production it's it's yeah it's too big of a production because how it kind of works is that this is what it kind of fascinated me and i this took me out of the show in a good way it wasn't bad is because of the floor the floor is really it's all tracks and magnets it looks like yeah and those even parts where at the end it's not really a spoiler eh, eh, whatever um the car lifts up and goes in into like the the crowd above everyone cool and those are, it's definitely obviously a robot, you know, just moving it. But I was just like, 
There's no way you can take this to another town, no. town to town to town. You just cannot. So that's maybe the only bad thing. But I mean, it's so cool. It's like if you have like a hundred dollars that you just do not like, go watch it because the singing is awesome. Robert Roger Bart was really good in it. Um, the guy who played it's like uh, Marty McFly. I know it says Casey Lakes, but it was like understudy because I guess he was sick. Okay. Um, but like the whole experience of going to a theater is awesome. Like you go go to the show. This one's right on Times Square. It's at the Winter Garden Theater. I've never seen a show right on Times Square. So that's one cool experience. But yeah. you go in there, you get the playbill, and you sit down. The seats are really uncomfortable, but you forget mm-hmm. that really quickly. Yeah. And it's just a magical moment. Yeah, I went to a show on Broadway. The last one I went to, I went to Book of Mormon because I was there with Ploof and Bell. And that was yeah. the only show I could convince them to go to. I was like, I want to see something I haven't seen, but I just want to go to something and it's easier to go with people. And yeah. so we went to see it. And we went, we got cheap seats on the aisle that had like the, the seat I had, which was the furthest right, was partially ob- obstructed, but it's yeah. fine. It doesn't matter. I've seen it before. Um, but yeah, this, it's so fun to go to the theater and like yeah. have it be a real event. And like when you think about it, $100 is a lot of money. But like, yeah. it's so worth it. It's so yeah. worth it for like the magic that's happening there. Uh, yeah. And like, I'm like, could, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't have, I have the lack of words because it's so hard to describe. And it's actually one of the few times in my life I regret not doing more theater as a kid. And I was like, oh man, all these kids are having so much fun. Mm-hmm. Like, well, they're not kids, so they're adults. Yeah. But they're like, but it's like, it just made, it gave me that spark. I wish I could like bring my nieces and nephews to watch this. I will pay a thousand bucks to have all of them watch things like this because I want them to like, you know, it's something getting them out of the shell experience that I think they will enjoy and kind of take heart to it. Cause yeah. I think this is something that everyone needs in their life growing up, coming to age. Cause if, if you don't, you know, unfortunately, I'm being kind of preachy here I, from someone who doesn't have kids, but I kind of see the results is if you don't push them to get out of the shell, they become very different mm-hmm. in, as adults. And this is one of those things that I wish I was pushed a little bit more. My family was not very into theater or movies or arts, kind of a piano, the traditional Asian route. But it's like, I wish I did this because my life could be very different because I would be like, I would have enjoyed all of this. Yeah. Like maybe not as the actor, but I could probably be like the showrunner, producer, or something in the background that makes me feel like, yeah, well, part of a team. Because that's the one thing is that everyone there is part of the show, even from the ushers too. Yep. The ushers there were holy crap. They were on top of everything. I think I was like checking my Apple watch a little bit. I was like, because it just kept ringing. I was trying to silence it, but she came over up to me and looked at me and just making sure I wasn't recording anything. Yeah. Like, but then Jillian told me after the show, she's like, did you see what happened? I'm like, no, like, Oh, two people got kicked out. Cause they were recording with the cameras. I was like, Holy shit. <laughs> like that Good. is nuts. Like who, who does that? Like, why would you? So many people. I bet. So many people. Yeah. So yeah. Like it's, it's just like, it's that experience that if you go to New York, let me know. I will recommend you what shows to watch. Yep. Um, and this is definitely one of the top three shows I would say go go yeah, go check I'm out. very curious 
Uh, I'm a big fan of like multimedia theater shows where they have like the really incredible production values. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, it sounds like an easy, easy watch. Cause it's such a great little story. When, when um, you come, when you come to New York, we will, I will gladly, here's the thing. I will gladly go watch this again like, or I'll go watch wicked again. I don't care. Yeah, I, I've watched three. I've watched wicked this and I watched book of Mormon. And yeah. I would say, book of Mormon's good. I would say this is better. Sure. Wicked is still the best. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, Broadway is so fun and it's like fun making an evening of it and you kind of just walk around. And it's, uh, I was surprised. It's by the sound of it, it sounded like it would be one of the more expensive musicals, but it hasn't cracked the top because I don't know if you've ever heard much about the Spider Man musical that never actually. Oh, I think it had a couple weeks that they did. They, they did like, test weeks, I believe. Oh, because yeah, I think someone died. Um, but I think apparently someone had recorded the whole show and uploaded to YouTube, okay. which I guess I'm not trying to take it down because it's doesn't exist. It's, yeah. it's not very good quality, but I mean, you get the idea. But yeah, the people died. People got injured all the time. Yeah, it was the most. It was a dangerous. <laughs> I, I mean, back as a kid, hearing when that came out and was developed, I was like, I don't get it. But now I'm like, oh, I see why they tried to took that risk. Like, I can yeah. see the financiers going, yeah, let's let's try it. Let's try to be the wicked. Because <laughs> well, even like, so, so it's still the most expensive musical ever put on. And it was $75 million, which that's a lot of fucking money. But you compare yeah. that to, you know, movies where $75 million, that's like. You know, it's like a big director doing their small movie <laughs> like that. Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, the Dunes and the the Marvels and all that, it's like 200, 300 million dollars. Million uh, dollars. And so, yeah, and it's yeah just, I don't know how marketing and in, goes into that either. But yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, because you like the biggest thing is that they can charge more for per ticket because of the fact that probably 80 percent of the people watching this are going to be tourists. And it was very true because <laughs> it was, I was, oh man, I feel so bad. Definitely. Like every time I see someone, I even, even I did this, it, like you take a photo and I remember seeing someone take a photo and going, wow, this is such a good photo. And just put it away. I put it on Instagram stories. Cause it's just like, it's like taking photos of fireworks. It's sure. like, you ne- you're never going to look at this going, I saw back to the future. See, no. like it's just, no one's going to do that. But you can see everyone there as a tourist. Cause I remember is like looking over and everyone's like, yeah, so we're going to do all these 20 things after the show where people forget that the show ends around midnight. Yeah. And you're going to be so, so tired. You're going to be so tired. And even for me, like I live in New Jersey, it still took me like two hours to get back home. So when my dad, myself and Jillian got home, we were like, it was like 2 a.m. What took so long? And, oh, just because I have to like go from Times Square. I've, I parked at the office. I have to take a train to the office and take an Uber there and then drive home. It's like a 40 minute drive home. Yeah. And I'm not going to stay in the city because no. staying in the city is stupid. <laughs> it's, so, it's so expensive. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, I'm rambling and I'm, I don't have cohesive thoughts because when you go watch a show, you're just like wow and amazed. The one thing I will say is that the person who played George McFly yeah. nailed George McFly. Yeah. Like, even like the laugh going, like all those kind of things, him in the tree, falling out of the tree, and just all those actions. It was just like perfect. And it's just, oh my God. Oh, oh, I thought 
the person playing George McFly did a better job than the person playing Marty and even Doc Brown. Okay. Yeah. That's good, so go to, watch good to know. I, I definitely will. And I'm in New York. I will have that at the top of my list. Yo, yeah. You know what else is at the top of my list, but I still haven't started, but I know you have Loki season two. Season two. Uh, so before you uh, get into it, what did you think of season one? I oh, Loki season one. Yeah. I loved it. It was great. Yeah. It was a well cohesive story that showed Loki as a deeper character mm-hmm. than all the other Marvel movies combined into one season like i would say all the movies like thor one two three yeah one two three plus all the avenger shit that happened loki's character wasn't very well defined he was just like bad boy dad mom issues and vision of turn like a good guy in number three that's it loki is so much more complex than loki mm. like it just like show them the how how he felt how he treated and he needed to actually look at himself to know who he actually is. Yeah. And I think Sylvie, uh, Loki's female version, was such a funny aspect. It was kind of weird that they are kind of like in the relationship, but also, when I mean, you think about it. It's perfect. L- yeah. The only person that can love Loki is Loki. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, the only person Loki can love is Loki. <laughs> like- yeah. He's so narcissistic that like it had to be him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really liked season one as well. I think I liked the concept of WandaVision more. And I think when it mm-hmm. peaked, WandaVision was the better show. But WandaVision yeah. had way more filler and it had a way worse ending. Loki was like the one MCU show that was consistent and I think ended on a high. I think like the final mm-hmm. episode where they're introducing Kang the Conqueror was a yeah. little messy and it was kind of a frustrating to be like, uh, this is like they're setting up other shit. Like, just f- tell your story. I'm so sick of like the burden yeah. of another story falling on a, a movie or a TV show. Yeah. Um, but overall, I mean, it was awesome. You know, the idea how Loki kind of like even the regular MCU Marvel stuff kind of like without Loki, the whole MCU universe never could work because he was the one who like got was like a pawn for for thanos he kind of like started everything when you think he's a very important piece yeah and then you know even even this phase phase five or or six whatever it is um it seems like they're just doing the same recipe because you know yeah he found kang uh or jonathan majors or yeah i'm just kang the conqueror and kind of like started that because they killed kang the conqueror in season one and then releasing all the variants of kang the conqueror and in season two, they pretty much start right when uh, Loki is running around in chaos and everyone has no idea who he is. Yeah. And honestly, it's hard for me to talk about the show because anything I will say will spoil it in a bad way for you. Like you will probably not want to watch it. And I mean, we don't want to go too deep into it because we probably yeah. will talk in depth at the f- final episode. Like, let's try and time it for the finale. Yeah, I think there's two more it. episodes. So, like, oh shit, I'm that next... far behind. Is it only yeah, eight think... episodes or ten? I think six. Yeah. Wait, Loki. Wait, lo- 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 Loki season two episode count. Don't don't even don't even look at it because you'll probably like get ruined. Number episodes four. So, yeah, there's only six. There's only six. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, I'm into that. I like that they're telling their story. They're not just dragging it out 
needlessly. Yeah. But yeah. So what I can say is that basically it felt like they felt film season one and two, like right after each other. Cause everyone looks the same. Everyone feels the same. The show looks exactly like the same kind of like film, 1960s, yep. 1970 film grain. The sets are great. Everyone hits the marks. No one looks like they had to like warm up to being like Mobius is Owen Wilson. Yeah. Like no, like he's like still Owen Wilson. Mobian. Yeah. Honestly, in the whole Loki, other than Loki, Mobius Owen Wilson's character is literally my favorite because he uh, represents okay. like, that's how I would act. Like yeah. as a human being, like I can see myself in him. Yeah. The really cool character. I'm not really spoiling because he's right in season one is, um, Oh, how do you say his Ouroboros? So that is uh, the master for Kihu Kwan from oh, yeah, yeah. Everything Pain. All at Once yep. or um, Shortstop in the no. <laughs> Jones movie. Or uh, what's what's his his name in the Goonies? Fuck. Oh, um, it doesn't matter. Kihu Kwan is now a known name. Yeah, so he's a known name, Oscar winner, supporting actor, which is fantastic. He's awesome. He's really good in this and. For me, unfortunately, I haven't watched everything everything all at once. Don't 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 flame me. Uh, don't come at me. I see that. I see your face. I I know, Jillian. I still have to watch it. Yes, but I'm I'm saving it as for the rainy day film. And honest to God, I like that motif because I saved um, the Budapest Hotel for when I was really sad, and it, it hit the right marks. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, you, honestly, you probably wish you were me right now who hasn't seen it yet. It's I haven't so watched that movie Stone, so that's like my next time. I'm going to take a bunch of mushrooms uh, and watch. Oh, got uh, it, got it. That might watch. freak you out. No, it's going to be great. It's going to be yeah. awesome. Yeah, but he's a very key element in the in the movie, yep. on the show. And he isn't like kind of like, they didn't treat him like the Asian smart guy too much. Okay, He has a lot of cool and great one-liners. Yeah. That hits the marks really well. He's he's just like, we're all gonna die. It's like, but what do you mean by that? It's like, we're all going to die. And the guy's like, oh, it's like, how do you not understand that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's overall, um, it does a little bit. It the show is very not very different, but it is different to a point from Loki season one. Because of the fact that it's not, it it doesn't really talk about Loki as much. Okay, you don't really explore his his part because season one nobody kind of covers that. It's yeah. not like more, but it's kind of like they do more world build, building with TVA, uh, with how all these variants and the time stream works. Mm-hmm. Everything's really good. There's more kind of like backstory to each character. Okay, so. Yeah, like I would say, I would say I'm really happy so far. Cool. But apparently, the last next two episodes, the creator says the the best episodes they've ever made. Okay. So I mean, that's, I will. I always take that with a grain of salt. Uh, yeah. Where it's like, oh, I'm supposed to promote this. Let me promote this hard. So good. <laughs> yeah. But but it, it might he might be right. Yeah. But the Jonathan Majors, I know that all the unfortunate news and the trial that he's going in he's so good in this so he's he's a big player in season two hey 
Yeah, he's still he's still in it. Like a lot of promotion material shows him in in the show. So yeah, I'm I know that really they spoiling too much. They have ceased showing him as prominently in promotional stuff, but it's hard when you shot it a couple years ago before you knew like what are you gonna do? Reshoot <laughs> everything or like yeah, be, here, be, yeah, yeah, it's tough. I mean, here's the thing: if he if he actually did what he did, I hope he gets the full justice of the law thrown at him. Mm-hmm. But if it is a situation where someone is trying to do false accusations, I hope he gets cleared. And because as him as a professional actor, he is such a good Very actor talented. in this. Yeah. In Creed three. Fantastic. Yeah. In this, he's great. Um, that, that, that stupid world war two movie he was in, even though I didn't like the story at all, but I think his acting was really great. A. It was Korean war. Wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Korean war. One? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. Airplane it one. doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't watch it. No devotion. Devo. Devotion. Uh, yeah, just um, just skip all everything else. He was good in uh, Lovecraft Country. Although that show was kind of mid. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> I didn't really watch that. But like, I just hope everything in the trial he is didn't do what he did, and he just gets found innocent. Uh, but if he actually did do it, um, I'm sorry, John Majors, you, you got to go to jail, buddy. Um, but yeah, I think that he's unless the person accusing him like records themselves being like i made it all up it's all bullshit i think even if he's found innocent his career is done i don't think you can bounce back from something like this. well i mean here's the thing is that um this is why i think i said to one of our um our contacts who's who works as an agent for a lot of actors and stuff who who they represent us too and i was like you know is this kind of true and be kind of like yeah it's unfortunate that's the kind of business is that if you're a male, you have a higher chance of bouncing back than being a female in this kind mm. of situation. So if you're a female actress yeah, or over. actor, it you, once this happens, you're done. You're basically enough. You'll never get bigger than where you are right now. And even maintaining that 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 level is extremely hard. Yeah. A male guy could just like hide behind a little bit, like the John Goodman. Let's just say John Goodman, and he kind of bounce back and just become as big as ever. I mean, everyone loves him and Sully. John Goodman, what did he do? I think he um, domestic abuse. I think though that was a different like. I didn't, I actually didn't know that. Yeah. Um, John but it's, Goodman. Uh, I think that it's uh, one of those things too. That's uh, where if that kind of controversy happened 10, 20 years ago, it's a little bit easier mm-hmm. for you to bounce back. Uh, yeah. But now he, I think if, if, if it came out now, I don't even think John Goodman could bounce back if it was like, you know, he had beat his wife. Yeah. It so takes some time. I, I don't see anything that's real domestic. He, he was an, he was a really big alcoholic. Um, yeah. And maybe they've just done a really good job sanitizing the image after. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was just he was like a miserable alcoholic. But I don't remember hearing or seeing anything about being. There was something bad that he did. Chomp. I remember. Uh, but anyways, I might be wrong. But it feels so like tell us, send us an email. Yeah, us yeah. Wingettes, drumettes, tell us. Viewers, drumettes. tell us. But yeah, I <laughs> yeah. mean, it's just it's just one of those unfortunate facts. But yeah, I just I just hope he bounces back. But anyways, um, Loki season two. Um, yeah, still worth the watch. Probably, yeah, definitely yeah. best MCU. TV series you can watch. Wow, that's date. such a high bar. <laughs> I mean, I would say it's 
just as good as uh oh what's the Star Wars equivalent? Andor. Uh, Andor. Yeah. If you want if you liked Andor, you'll like Loki season one and two. Sure. Um okay, we're kind of running out of time, so you're gonna have to be a little quick. But what was your thoughts on Equalizer 3? Okay, Equalizer 3, this is super easy. Um it shows off as like an action thriller movie. It's actually a horror psychological like he's a psychopath horror like terrible person yeah. from told in his perspective because okay. you see how he kills people in mm. the third one is so brutal that he actually kind of watches them die which is okay. in little sadistics that he like will shoot and kill and just kind of like talk to them as they die and going oh i told you why did you do this why did you push me like this in that kind of perspective because if you actually just like if you just like took the picture and just tilted a little bit from their perspective like oh this guy's just like comes out of shadows and murders he's like literally mike myers yeah from told from mike myers perspective it's like oh he's an unstoppable killer he would just literally bulldoze everyone he figures out really sadistic ways to kill people they just die and it's really scary like the last scene that he kills all the mafia people it is fucked up. Like he like kills them one by one, chops people's heads off and literally force feeds um, drugs to this guy and then lets him go. Cause he knows in six minutes, his heart's going to stop. Huh. And he yeah, just sees the person pretty fucking vicious and violent. Yeah. And vicious and yeah. violent. Yeah. And he just like resigns. He's like, yep, yeah, that's who I am. I will do these things for the greater good. But you actually think about it and you watch the first and second equalizer. You're like, Oh, yeah, this guy is fucked up. Like, yeah. you should not be rooting for this guy. And it's really scary. And, like, I, just the third one changed it. I, I will watch the first one and second one again. And I'm like, oh, this is a very different movie. And I watched this with my dad. And I'm like, dad, Denzel Washington is, like, a bad guy, right? And he's like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and he loves Denzel Washington. He's like, I love every single movie he's in. He's great. He's great. But, like, this one, he's awesome, too. But damn, he is a scary guy. Okay, so Equalizer three, good movie, scary protagonist who might just don't pay, don't pay for it. Yep. Oh, it's, isn't it available on streaming now? If no, you, you can rent it. Wait until it's on Netflix yep. and watch it. Sure. Uh, and then the last thing we're going to talk about is your opinions or the revelation you had rewatching Mission Impossible Seven: Dead Reckoning. Yeah. Dead Reckoning. I think it's a pretty good movie. I remember giving it 8.5. Watching it again, 7.5. It it doesn't really hold up, and I really did not like the villain. I don't like the entity too much. It's just like they kind of go, oh, it's an AI. Ooh, he does everything. Great. And I think the one thing that's missing in that movie is that they don't really talk about Gabriel too much. He just goes, He's from Tom Cruise. Oh, Ethan Hunt's past. Yeah. He killed someone that Ethan Hunt really likes, and he does it again in this movie. Yeah. And you have no attachments to him unless, like, the only thing that's, like, really cool about him is that he's, like, based enough the entity's kind of apostle. Yeah. I guess. Like, and they treat the entity like a god, which is kind of weird. Yeah. And honestly, I think the, I think the actor did too much of, like, too good of a job playing gabriel yeah because he's just like so like i can do anything and i've only messed up at the end but other than that i'm perfect yeah 
Yeah, I agree with that. I think that the movie did have kind of shitty villains, like they're threatening, but mm-hmm. yeah, AI as the big bad, they they might be able to bring it home. Like that's kind of yeah. what I'm holding out for is like maybe part two will wrap it in a way where I'm like, oh, that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, but it was always about, you know, the the impossible force and the way they come together and stuff. And I, yeah. I enjoy that part of it and the thrills, but it's not, I don't think it's hard to when you rate it on like the universal scale of movies, it's hard to give Mission Impossible's super high ratings. I think on the yeah. action movie rating scale, yeah. you can give them really fucking great ratings because they're awesome, thrilling action movies. Yeah. But they're like, they're shallow and simple and they're just a good yeah. time. Yeah, um, my dad was like going like, I, the reason why we watch it is because my dad, I'm like, did you watch it? He's like, not yet. I'm like, okay, well, we'll watch yeah. it now. Yeah. And he... <laughs> He, he like talked to me. He's like, so did he really crash a train on a bridge? I'm like, not on a bridge, but they really crashed the train. He's like, no. why? And I was like, yeah, why did you have to crash a train to make it look real for like the 10 seconds? Like, you don't, I don't know if you really needed to do that because it seems so excessive. I think there's an argument both ways. I think you could be like, yeah. oh yeah, it's like, you know, CG is pretty great. You can do it that way. But I think, you wouldn't talk about the train scene like we're talking about it now. It's like yeah. it would just be one of a trillion forget it, like uh, forget, like forgetful, not forgetful, but scenes you forget mm-hmm. about. Uh, yeah, immemorable um, yeah. scenes where you're like, yeah, whatever, fuck it. But now you're like, damn man, that train really went off and really yeah. crashed down there. That's pretty cool. I might just see my dad though. He's just like. Yeah, it's like I don't think you needed to do that. And I'm like, that's fair. <laughs> I I get it, but also it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, No, I think like you could make that argument with a lot of like practical effects and stuff that you don't need to do. Yeah, but I think the the fact that it was done is what I find appealing, and it's like theater. Mm. It's like you know, it's the fact that yeah. I'm seeing seeing something real is more appealing than something that a computer can put together for me. Yeah, that's true. I think the most impressive stunt was him doing the wing, uh, the left diving. Oh, the, sure. That was like the coolest stunt. Yeah. And the fight Easy. scenes is probably like the best fight scenes in a Mission Impossible. It just, it looked really good, except mm-hmm. for, um, dang it. What's her name that died? Oh. Paris or something? No, not Paris. Um, oh, Rebecca Ferguson. She yeah, Rebecca like yeah character. That fight was kind of lame. I watch it again when I'm she like, dies. Yeah. Oh fuck! Like, spoilers. Oh no! I know we already talked about it. It's fine. <laughs> but I watched that again. I was like, I like the Tom Cruise fight ten times more. This one was like them just kind of like fighting with swords and what. Yeah, it was okay. The one where yeah. Tom Cruise is in the alley and like the tight little alley, that was a way cooler fight. That was like, that felt more thrilling because he's like, they, they raise the stakes that he's fighting two people, small alley, and he has to get out of there yeah. to save that character. I, I really like that fight too. Yeah. Okay. That's uh that's going to be it for the episode. We're going a little bit long for what we're trying to do. Uh, mm. So if you guys want to reach out to us, reach out to us at Gmail. That's when you're 22 at gmail.com or on X yeah. formerly known as Twitter. Uh, Jonathan 86 or the chosen David or let's wing it pod uh, any of those or you can support us directly if you like this content at uh, patreon.com slash let's wing it yeah and also the drum mats who's listening right now I will do the call out next week with all the names but um, yes. go in the latest posts and type your question answers because I miss doing those I miss yeah, those are fun. questions those are really good yeah. 
Um, granted, I think there was one question they asked was like, are we going to watch the creator? And I think we are still planning to, but I think, I think it's gone too long. So we're just going to wait until it's streaming. Wait till it's on streaming. I have a list of about 40 movies from 2023 that I want to watch. Uh, and I've got to start doing that. But, uh, instead I'm going to not play Spider-Man. <laughs> no, I'm done. Too. Done Spider-Man. Uh, I'm going to probably work or maybe allow myself some Baldur's Gate, but we'll see. Hey, but anyways, this is done. Bye. Bye.